This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello, everyone in Pasco County and beyond. My name is Mike Sedita. This is the Good Neighbor Podcast. We are recording episode 41, and we have the pleasure of joining us, Christina Cali of Cali Designs. Right? Am I saying? Cali Creative. I apologize. I screwed up the name in the first two seconds. I was just teasing you about having a cool title. She is the founder of Cali Creative. How are you doing today, Christina? I am doing well. Yourself? Ah, you know, I'm waiting for the sun to come out. Eventually, it'll come back out here. I think in like November, the sun should come out and we should be all set and be able to enjoy our winter. Um, Pretty much our, our, so, our winter. <laughs> our, yeah, our winter, which is not really, it's not really a winter. But um, so a little bit about the Good Neighbor Podcast. So you know, like what we do, why we do it, how we got started in 2020 during COVID when nobody could touch each other, talk to each other within six feet. We had to socially distance ourselves from one another. A gentleman by the name of Charlie McDermott started the Good Neighbor podcast in Southwest Florida. And over the last three years, it's expanded across the entire country. I happen to be lucky enough to be the person here in the um, Tampa market who does it. We have them in Virginia, Atlanta, all over the place. So, um, And the whole premise of this is just you're a business owner in the area to talk a little bit about what you do and get your information out into the community so people who might need your services could use them and learn a little bit more about your story. So with all that being said, tell us a little bit about your business. Uh, Yeah, so Cali Creative. uh, It's just a combination of my last name. I didn't want to name it Christina Cali or Designs by Christina Cali. the future idea is having my husband join on board. We actually met at the Art Institute of Tampa. He's a media arts and animation, and I went in for graphic design. And we have been very creative people. When I graduated uh, college a few years ago, <laughs> I went right into the design field. Uh, I worked for a local agency that worked with some of the largest power sports dealerships um, in our country. So I learned very quickly about the do's and don'ts of branding and to make sure that we represent those logos properly or you can get fined because they pay a lot of money. Harley Davidson paid a lot of money for their branding. Um, And then from there, I worked at another company called Triad Retail Media and I got to work with some of the largest brands in the world there. And then here comes COVID and nobody's shopping and Triad shuts down and I was let go. Yeah. And then is that what is that kind of what prompted the, you know, Cali, you know, Cali creative to come out of the ashes of just being, you know, COVID? I mean, is that what started it all? Yeah. uh, So it was March of 2020. Uh, We all had kind of a feeling because we worked with the retailers. So when Walmart and Sam's Club and everybody else was shutting their doors down, nobody was advertising, nobody was buying. So we were an advertising agency and I was seven months pregnant with my third. My husband wow. was about to have rotator cuff surgery from an accident. And they're like, goodbye, all 700 plus employees of us. Wow. And my mom and I both worked at Tria. So that was fun. Uh, we left and went to Chipotle, <laughs> had lunch and just kind of just stared at each other. And I'm like, now what? I'm about to have what a baby. Next? Yeah. <laughs> my husband's having surgery on Friday. Um, so then I had to navigate this world of trying to find a job, having three small children, um, I don't know if you know anybody that's recovered from rotator cuff surgery, but you kind of lose an entire arm for like several months. Yeah, about, and, about two and a half months. Yep. 
yeah, it's it's terrible. And uh, and then there's this virus that's like blowing up the world. And you're right. like, what, what's going on here? So I decided to take a chance on myself and design a business around my family because I realized that in corporates, you're just a person. You're a just number. a number. They yeah. don't owe you anything. Um, I did yeah. get very lucky, but I just decided to start my own business and not ask permission to hang out with my family anymore. So... So let me ask you this from your, from a business standpoint, who is your, who is your garden variety customer? Like if you're out there looking for a customer, who is it? I mean, you mentioned Harley Davidson, obviously that's a large brand that uses a large agency farms out the different creative that they do and collateral that they build. But today your, your go-to customer is. So it's really small businesses that have been kind of like putzing around on Canva or Fiverr and they've been DIYing it and they realize it's, it's not cutting it anymore. Um, their customer or their competitors have a better look and feel. They're more consistent and they're trying to figure out like, why, why can't I do this too? It has to be easier than this. Well, it is. You hire a professional that can design it for you um, because branding is really the foundation of your business. It gets you seen, it gets you recognized. Um, people tattoo, like again, Harley Davidson in the back of their leg. Why? They don't, they don't work for that company, but they believe in that brand. Right. They believe in the culture. And because I've had that background of working with those brands, I'm taking it down to the small businesses that deserve a fighting a chance too. Like you said, they don't have tens of thousands of dollars to pay for an ad agency. Um, well, that, that this- was actually my next question is, you know, mm-hmm. an ad agency operates not really ad hoc, which I'm assuming is kind of the way you're running it. You know, they're usually, hey, give us a $10,000 retainer and we're going to have our top graphic designer, you know, Christina's going to go in and she's going to mark hours and we're going to bill you off of those hours. Small businesses can't operate that way. So are you going in and saying, you know, look for a, a, for a small monthly fee, I can do everything or is it a job by job basis most common? Uh most commonly is job by job. They tell me like, okay, I need a logo. You know, I need business cards. It's usually the the standard package that I develop. So I do have two different packages that are designed mostly for the frequently asked questions of you. Well, like, can you do this? Yes. Um, I do have some clients that put me on retainer, but that's after we develop the branding, right. we develop the marketing. And they're like, okay, I just need you to be my designer. Here's some money every month. You do what I need to do. Right. Uh, but most businesses start out like, I need a logo and a business card. Um, so what branding goes beyond just a logo. So I designed a full branding experience for them. So, all right. So uh, your customer interests me. So is it, is it, um, I'm a real estate agent. I just got done taking my real estate exam and I need cards and a headshot and a logo, or are they a little bit more developed? I mean, that's the infancy stage, right? Like just getting started, just trying to figure out how much money I need to scrape by to get going. I, I'm assuming you have some of those, but are most of your people like a, li- a little bit have been in business and just realized, hey, look, I need someone with a little different level of expertise than I've been using. Is that more of your business target? Yeah, I, I do have a few clients that are like, I'm starting a business and I know it's cheaper to get this all done the correct way the first time. But again, that takes a lot of money and time too. So a lot of my clients are the ones that have been around for you know, a year, two years, even five years. They're like, it's not working out anymore. I can't keep DIYing this. Um, I need to go back and I need to make myself look professional. A lot of times businesses see it when they've, they've gone as far as they can. 
they've hit that threshold. They're not getting a whole bunch of new clients in. They're trying to raise their prices. And people are like, no, no, I'm not about that. Because their branding doesn't match the price point. The quality might be there. You know, the before and afters might be there. But if your branding doesn't meet that price point, it's going to be really hard to sell someone higher when everything doesn't look like it all belongs together. Or they got to fake it until they make it. I mean, you know, you're you're speaking my language. I talk to people all the time. (laughs) I met with a realtor, funny story. She said, I am the luxury real estate person in, I'm not even going to say the name of the area. I said, okay. (laughs) We started talking about ad development and things like that. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, what ad sizes are available? I said, well, you can have anything from an eighth of a page ad up to a cover position. She said, well, you know, um, I think it's going to be an eighth of a page ad. And I said, okay. I said, can I ask you a question for your brand? Does does luxury realtor in Tampa, does an eighth of a page ad scream that you're the luxury realtor in Tampa? And she, it, it, like people sometimes don't put it together. They need a person mm-hmm. like you to say, look, you're a jewelry store. You need to have a nice looking ad built because if you have a rinky dink little coupon ad, People are going to say, is this really the jeweler that I want to go to or a car dealer or a, or a real estate agent or all those people? So uh, understanding the correlation of brand image is hugely important. And having someone in your corner like you, I would assume, makes a big difference. So do you see those people, year five person, they're kind of hit a plateau. You come in. Are you able to correlate some results for getting them over the hump? Or, do they, you know, I'm assuming if they've stayed with you, you're, you're doing that. Yeah, actually, one of my uh, favorite clients to brag on is Joellen's Natural Soaps. Uh, her son is a was a developer or is a developer, and he designed her website and her logo. And she was at home using the Cricut. And this is another COVID business. You know, she was at home using her Cricut, hand cutting everything. Um, but it came to that point where, like, I need to raise my prices. Well, right now, your soaps, the soap itself is fantastic. Quality was there. They look great. They smell amazing but the packaging still looks DIY. It still looks mm. homegrown out of your kitchen, which right. it was. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. It got people started. And I tell her that all the time, like it got you started. It got you out there and everything. But she realized that she's hit that plateau. So we rebranded her. We have her packaging professionally printed. We have the stickers professionally printed. And now she's been on TV. She's been on the radio. She's wholesaling. She's, you can find her soaps in England all the way to California. And it's all the power of branding. I tell people, if you have a product that you're selling and you want to be in Target, take your candle, go to Target, put it on the shelf. If it doesn't look like it belongs there, then you need to fix your packaging and your branding. <laughs> you know, it's so funny is, and there's there's probably thousands of cases that I've seen where the product is actually kind of, like you're talking about a good product, right? That the yeah. packaging didn't meet the product. Mm-hmm. There are so many products that the packaging is so nice, it gets people to buy them and the product stinks. Like it's oh, terrible. Yeah. So like I've had many instances where I've marketed brands where I just don't believe in the product. Like I, we had a joke at my ad agency. It was lotions, potions, and pills. Those were like the three big things, lotions, potions, and pills. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things. If you package it right, you know, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. Sometimes you, she mm-hmm. can win a beauty pageant. So like, uh, but having it match up like that, that's awesome. That's a great story. So now she is, she, where is she based out of? Is she here? Yep. She's over in Hudson. Yep. She was just on that. Um, was it like good morning Tampa Bay or the, I can't remember the exactly news segment that she was on, but she was on the dove. Like, it, like her stuff is, 
fantastic. It's funny because I got my kids washing their hands during COVID. I'm like, I'm going to buy all your watermelon soap. Yeah. My kids are washing their hands. And that's how I met her at the farmer's market. And she was selling watermelon soap. <laughs> so so do you have a network of folks that you work with? Like, for example, um, you know, you're doing the design and coming up with that stuff. But do you have graphics people that can do go out and do a photo shoot? And do you have all that network built out already? Or is it... Um, are you doing all of it yourself? Like if you, if you need to take pictures for, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, an ad of some sort, do you do that yourself or is it all kind of farmed out? Um, so I have built out my power team. So I'm going on just over three years of having Cali creative and I have vetted and worked with some amazing other talented people. Can I build your website? Yes. Do I want to? No. Do I want to manage your social media? No. Do I want to take your photos and edit them? No. Can I do that? Yes. But because I know how to do that stuff, I know the perfect people that I can outsource that stuff. And I trust them with the same level of quality that I hold my own standards to. Um, And it's been a couple of years of vetting those people, but I would definitely connect my clients to the right people to, again, give that agency feel, but not that price. (laughs) So you use the term power team. Are, are you in like a BNI group? Do you have some sort of networking group that you go to that, that terminology? Uh, I can't afford a BNI right now. <laughs> um, so <laughs> but I that is, I- that is the terminology, the power team, you know, of groups of people that get together within those, within those groups. Um, so, but it's good. Having those resources is vitally important. I mean, I, I did media, I brokered ad space. I was a media broker. So having all the different vendors that I knew to go to for those services, it, the nice thing is it's almost like the, the analogy I always used with people was you are the general contractor mm-hmm. building somebody's house, which is their brand. And you have your graphics designer who does the plumbing and you have your uh, electrician who is your website person. And it's basically you just managing all of that for them. Um, I mean, which is a great, which is a great service to have for small businesses, because if that's one thing, you know, people see how other brands work, you know, you talk about a McDonald's or a Chevy or a Ford and you go, wow, how do these brands get their brands so strong? And it's a couple things. And the main thing is money, right? Like they have tons of money to do that. They understand the importance of branding in multiple areas to get your, the, the, um, the imagery in people's, you know, in their mind over and over again. They understand the repetitiveness and the importance of it, but they have massive teams. Like there's just, I mean, there's Chevy digital, there's Chevy print, there's Chevy broadcast. I mean, and their agency handles it, teams within their agency. So there's, it's, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to build a brand. And, and that's kind of what you've built, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, one of the I used to work with Walmart and on the try on the corporate marketing side. So I just saw how large just the Walmart team was. You know, we had hundreds of sellers. We had, you know, a handful of the ad ops teams, you know, the people that were buying and selling the ads in real time on the Walmart website. Then we had a whole team of developers and designers. I understand that small businesses don't have that kind of money. But the most important tip that I can give any small business is being consistent with their Amen. branding. Get Amen. your logo down. Get two versions of your logo, horizontal stack. Pick a set of colors and stay with those, like four colors. Stay with them. Stay with and the font. And if you want to A-B test ads and try something like that, you can do that. But make sure the logo and the brand image and the the, the font that you use is all the same over and over again. You are oh, speaking yeah. my language for sure, 100%. 
Oh yeah. Like, uh, and I suggest people doing AB testing all the time with their emails, with their uh, Facebook posts, you know, testing out time, testing out messaging. Those are the stuff that you need to test out. Not what color you want to put on your logo or what anything. They'll keep that because that's what's going to be consistent. People aren't going to see like, Oh, you changed up, you know, learn more, click here or, you know, buy now or sell now. Like you're going to test the verbiage of it. You're going to test the, you know, the tone of voice, but please don't go onto Canva. and like, this template's cool today. And that template's cool yesterday. And this, it's, Oh, this it one's looks trending. Haphazard, yeah. Yeah. So it, there's no consistent. I mean, that's, and the other thing, the other thing I run into a lot with people is there's kind of that fine line between brand awareness and branding. So explaining to somebody like, okay, look, if you have like a, the, the thing I always mention is like the total gym, like the Chuck Norris total gym. Those yeah. were brand awareness ads. They needed to be long form infomercials because they had a million gadgets and they needed to explain how everything worked to get people excited about what they do. If you're a realtor, we know what you do. We know you buy and sell houses. You help people. We know your core business. We don't need brand awareness. You don't need to be overly wordy in what mm -hmm. you do. Create imagery in how you do things. And we you know, just talked about this on a video the other day. Like the the auditory, the, the appealing to people's senses in your marketing is vitally important. For example, realtors bake cookies during open houses because they want to get that brand, that smell of home into people's noses. You know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. Music used in ads to create the nostalgic effect of you know connecting you to a good feeling in your mind playing like Fleetwood Mac in a car commercial or whatever it is gets people right. like, oh my God, I got to go buy this song. It's this car. It's Stevie Nicks. So, so the importance of having someone with your experience that knows this stuff tied to a small brand, you know, a small brand, you know, small businesses it gives them that feel like they're getting like a, you know, like a, a Goliath in their corner, someone with that knowledge. And, and there is a lot of businesses out there that really do need that. There's good businesses in this community that are, that really need someone to say, Hey, focus a little bit. You know, you're yeah. all over the place. Cause that's yeah. what happens, right? We're entrepreneurs every day as an entrepreneur, you know, it's besides your kids and your husband and all the things he's got going on and they have going on. It's billing, it's creative. It's managing your vendors. It is doing your sales and marketing and coming on a podcast. And there's all these different things you're doing. So it's like trying to stay focused in what's going to be a revenue generating activity and using your branding to do that. Having someone like you to outsource that to definitely takes a major component off people's plates. Oh, for sure. I hear all the time when people are like, oh my God, I spent four hours on Canva trying to figure this out. I'm like, well, how much is your hourly? Like, is are you charging seventy five dollars now? You just spent Wasted four hours. two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to figure out Canva, where I'm like a, a fraction of that cost. Right. Break it down to cost that right. I could figure it out for you. I can connect you to the printer, get it all done, and then you're on your way doing what you need to do on working on your business, not in your business. <laughs> So, all right. So a little bit about, you know, you're clearly, I mean, you clearly have artistic, you know, I mean, you're, you're probably a left side brain person, right? Like you look at art and do all this stuff. When you, me, I have like a numbers, more of a numbers brain, even though I've been in marketing for a long time, I'm, I'm more of a numbers guy. I look at ROI. I look at lifetime value of a customer. That's kind of my marketing expertise. So when you're not doing what you do professionally, what do you do, you know, you and your husband with the kids? I mean, do you go to the park? Do you go, do you like to go on roller coasters? Do you guys like to surf? What What is your hobby outside of the creative agency? Well, it's a little uh, bit of an inside joke here. Uh, we are heavily involved in our Cub Scouts. 
So oh. I have small children and we were, uh, we are Cub Scout leaders. And I just took over the uh, committee chair position for our uh, Cub Scout pack. So we say, uh, what do you do outside of scouting? I'm like, well, I run my own design business. <laughs> so it's, it's scouting first and design. Okay. Um, but All I, right. I love the scouting program. I love being outdoors. Um, I grew up in Georgia, but the first chance I got, I moved back down to Florida. Um, during COVID, we picked a park every single week to get my three small children out. And we just went everywhere. Uh, this weekend, uh, we went to the pool on Friday. We went to Rainbow River on Saturday, and then we went to Fort DeSoto on Sunday. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so we go all over the place learning what, about history what outside. The kids? Uh, they are three, six, and nine. Wow. God bless you guys. I mean, I hope your husband's rotator cuff is better because he's <laughs> shuffling kids around. That's, that's a lot of work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, but we love it. And my husband's former military. So he was just like, really camping. I had to do this in the dirt, but it's fun. You got paid to do that. This is fun, but it's getting kids outside in the dirt and off their tablet. Yeah. It's getting them learning life skills that aren't really taught in school anymore. And it's not taught on a PlayStation. Listen, in my recent interaction, (laughs) life skills have not been taught for about 20 years. Okay, there's there's quite a bit of uh, of lack of life skills, lack of social interaction from 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 uh, computers and tablets and all the different stuff that people have in front of their face. Listen, I'm as guilty as the next person. If I'm out and my phone's in my hand and I'm doing something, I look at it, whatever. I get that you own a business. You know that there's certain times you need to have the Mm -hmm. ability to look at it. But when that becomes when that gets in the way of a social interaction skills where you can't have a conversation with somebody, not because you have something going on, but just because you just cannot function to have that interaction, then it's yeah. become a problem. And there is quite a bit of that. I mean, it is an epidemic of, of poor social skills, um, you know, social anxiety, things that people just can't. And COVID didn't help it. I mean, there's a whole group of people that were in like that puberty age into like early college age that just had like a blip, like in Avengers Endgame, had like a blip mm-hmm. where they just were, they got a year wiped away. So my oldest was in help. kindergarten. Kindergarten is a huge foundation for kids in their social skills. That's how they navigate how to play with each other on the playground, you know, like listening skills and the schools got shut down. And when my son went back into school, his love language is hand holding hugs, high fives. I'm like, no, don't touch me. You've got cooties. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, what yeah. is this world? You know, it's funny, too, is I always kind of thought it was weird during COVID when everybody was masked up, you would see kids and like kids look young kids look to adults to see their facial mannerisms to know how to kind of take them. Right. Like if if you make a silly face at a little kid and they laugh and they kind of get that that the ice broken a little bit. But during COVID, everybody was just this, you know, so like there's no. There's no way to kind of break the ice. So I, you know, kids, I see like blank stare. Like they would look at you and you'd be like, I have a mask on. They can't see that I'm smiling at them or I'm sticking yeah. my tongue out, making a face or whatever it is. There was none of that. So they lost a little bit of that, that visual effect at an early age, which is sad. Oh yeah. Well, even deep diving into psychology a little bit more, why kids are not necessarily scared of dinosaurs because they can see their entire face, but they are terrified of Santa Claus because he, they cannot see his face. I was never terrified of Santa Claus, but clowns I wasn't a fan of, and oh. they always had stuff on their face. So I, I can't, I can't handle clowns either. Like no, so, no clowns. <laughs> so um, you mentioned you mentioned Georgia. What part of Georgia were you? Did you grow up in? 
Um, just south of Atlanta. It's called uh, Fayette County. So it's right where Sonoya, Peachtree City, Noonan is. So it's yeah, just, I've just played, south. I've played softball in Peachtree City. I've played softball in Noonan. Uh, I got really bad leg cramps at a park just north of Noonan. Um, yeah, so I lived in Atlanta. I lived on the opposite end. I lived up near Alpharetta and Cumming on the north side of town for a long time. Um, okay. I liked Atlanta, actually. I liked the topography of the hills. It was a little less flat than here is in Florida. But I do like the – I can deal with the rain because I like I like October through, like, March, April here beats anywhere else there is. So, Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> so as people are listening to this, we start to kind of wind things up a little bit. What is the one thing you want business owners that are listening to this to take away from – your services or what you do in the community besides the Cub Scouts. Uh, you want to talk about a push cart derby you have coming up soon or whatever you have going <laughs> on with Cub Scouts, anything you want them to take away, what would be the one thing? Um, the one thing to take away is to understand that owning your business is very hard and it can be very lonely sometimes, but it is so worth it in the end. And then to just stick with it. And ask for help when you know it's time to help. If you're spending the four hours on Canva trying to figure something out, ask for help. If you are trying to figure out how to get into the community, ask for help. There are so many networking um, groups out there that are willing to help with small businesses. Um, and then just be, be consistent and genuine with your business. Don't try to copy somebody else. Just stay in your lane. Be consistent and genuine. And then you'll be fine. Be you and be you consistently. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so as we wrap things up, if I want to get started, if I'm a, if I am a local sandwich shop in Odessa, and I say, you know, I need to really get my brand out there, I need to rebrand this 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 deli. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Is it socials? Is it your website? Is it your phone number? Give it all out. Yeah. So a lot of times I hang out on Instagram. This is Cali uh, Creative. And I spend probably too much time on Instagram. but uh, We but just talked also- about you, Christina. We just talked about that. <laughs> I know. I love, and I have multiple Instagram accounts. But I'm not going to talk about it either. Um, yeah, let's so- not hear about your multiple Instagram accounts. We'll keep that, we'll keep that quiet. <laughs> Um, that's my OCD brain and, you know, putting things in compartments. But anyways, uh, Cali Creative on Instagram. I also on uh, Facebook. And then you can find me at info at calicreative.com. Uh, I'm shoot me an email but yeah anytime you need to set up a discovery call or a one-on-one i'm happy to do so and just meet you at starbucks and just chat about branding awesome so um we'll put all that information into the into the blog as we create the pod podcast and we put it up and post it um guys this has been really informative i rant about uh, branding non-stop because it's what we do with the podcast it's what we do with our community publications in Pasco County and Hillsborough County. And, uh, you know, Christina is speaking our language. So if you are a brand that has heard me rant for the past two years about the importance of consistency and brand message and imagery, contact Cali Creative. Christina will pick up the phone. She will respond to your email. She'll let you buy her coffee. Maybe she'll pay for the coffee. It just depends <laughs> on where you go. And um, hopefully you guys can get together and we could uh, see your brand out there in the community tomorrow. Christina, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.